in Genesis 1.12. Let me just say the title. This is it. This is all I want to say about five different times. Disciples make disciples by being disciples. Disciples make disciples by being disciples. Not by a strategy or new book. They do it by themselves. So Genesis 1.12 says, The earth brought forth vegetation, plants yielding seed according to their own kinds, and trees bearing fruit in which is their seed, and each according to its kind, and God saw that it was good. God made fruit-bearing seeds, and these, seed, these trees, fruit-bearing trees, and these trees had seeds in them, and the seeds made that exact same kind of tree. You don't have to get a committee together to figure out how to make apple seeds. You get an apple tree, and the apple tree does its treeing, and then it does its dying, and then here comes a seed, and guess what you get? More apples. Apple tree, it's there. Listen, the seed of God is inside you. The seed of God and what needs to be multiplied upon, it's in you. I don't have to get it in you. I got to get it out of you. And that's what all I'm working at is you birthing this. You produce what you are according to the law of the seed. I tend to make McVeigh's. That's what I do. I make McVeigh's. They're freckly, they're pasty white. They tend to be prideful, get their feelings. We got all kinds of personal things. Right, Tim? Yes. So we make McVeigh's. And that does it because of the law. It's what we make. I don't make Hispanic people. I don't make Chinese babies. My uncle said this one time at a wedding. He said to me, he got, we had like seven, eight kids. And my uncle Byron said to me, dude, how are you beating the odds? I go, what do you mean? He says, one out of every four babies in the earth is Chinese. How have you not had a Chinese baby? <laughs> That's probably politically incorrect, and he shouldn't say that. But it makes my point. We don't make that. We make Scottish-Irish babies with a little German thrown in. All right? That's what we do because it's a law. Disciples make disciples. Disciples make disciples. You do it. You don't have to figure out how you do it. Zimmermans make lots of Zimmermans. <laughs> When they love and they walk together and they have life, here come ten disciples. It's a law. So the Holy Spirit wants to multiply you, not a strategy is what I think. He wants to multiply you. You got the goods. You actually are more prepared than you think you are. In your brokenness, in your hurt, in your flavor of what you are, you are what needs to multiply not a strategy, not a ministry. You being a disciple will organically, I believe, produce other disciples. One of my favorite stories about that, and I'll read this very quickly just because I like to read this passage, is Acts chapter 11. This is my favorite evangelist in the Bible, in the book of Acts. It's the diaspora. That word means the scattered. But it says, in after Stephen was killed, it says, now those who had been scattered, the diaspora, by the persecution that broke out when Stephen was killed, traveled a bunch of places, Phoenicia and Cyprus and Antioch. And what they did is they do what disciples do. They spread the word uh, only among the Jews for a while. Some of them, however, began their seed, began to break over the Jewish line into Gentiles, and they began to share the gospel in Cyprus and Cyrene and to the Greeks, telling them the good news of the Lord Jesus. Look at 21. God breathed on it. The Lord's hand was with them, these disciples who were just on the run, and a great number of people believed and turned to the Lord. I wonder if they were shocked. The apostles were. The apostles are shocked by this. These, these are no-named people that lead the most people to Jesus that we see in the Bible except the Holy Spirit on the day of Pentecost. I mean, it's, it's a big number. 
The hand of the Lord's there. Antioch becomes the center of the book of Acts. It moves from Jerusalem to Antioch, and it was started by a bunch of unnamed, untrained people. I just love those kind of stories. And so the news of this reached the church in Jerusalem, the leaders, and they sent Barnabas to Antioch. And when he arrived, he saw what the grace of God had done. He was glad and encouraged, as he always is, and to them, and he encouraged them all. To, he encouraged them all to remain true to the Lord uh, with all their hearts. And he was a good man, full of the Holy Spirit and faith. And a great number of people were brought to the Lord. Then Barnabas went to Tarsus, and he looked for Saul, who would be Paul later. Found him. He brought him to Antioch, and for a whole year, Barnabas and Saul tried to get this whole thing established. And what it was was a viral outbreak, a viral outbreak of disciples. No strategy. These guys didn't get it. Stephen got killed. They're freaked out, but in love with Jesus, on the run, and they're multiplying what they are. It was a viral outbreak of the kingdom of God. And I hope this encourages you, because this is what can happen with the least. We love to train. Let's keep training. We'll keep training, training, equipping, equipping. But in my experience, the best evangelist I've ever seen is everybody that's saved from like zero to like one year, two years old. Have you ever noticed that? They get, they get filled with the Lord, especially people that send a lot. The best evangelists are ex-sinners, big ex-sinners. He who has been forgiven much forgives much. Freely you've received. Those are the best evangelists. So, you know, I don't know how to train you and take you all into a big, massive year of sin and then you get out of our school of sinning, so thankful that he fr we can't do that. What we can do, though, is the same Holy Spirit that takes those people can move us all. Amen? And so the only hope for the world is more about who we are, not what we do. I want you to get that in your brain. The only hope for the world is the church, and it's about who you are, not what you do. Disciples bear the fruit of love and obedience carrying the presence of the Holy Spirit everywhere they go. Real disciples are learning to obey. They're bearing fruit. They're breathing all over and talking all over people, doing the disciple life, and they're manifesting the Holy Spirit. Disciples make disciples not primarily by executing a strategy as much as by literally being disciples themselves. Nobody had to talk me into, with, get the redhead from SBU, and you'll want to have babies. You'll need to discipline yourself to want to have babies. Nobody ever, I just, we wanted to have babies. We wanted to have babies. It was natural. I dreamed of it. My grandma had seen the Wal Waltons. She had talked to me about it. There's a lot of kids on that show. She was from a family of nine. I was, I was cooking. I, wanted, I was like, that's cool. That's really cool. And it was in me, and I don't know why you guys, if it was, it was Jesus, right? Not Catholicism, right, that did this, yeah. And here we go. Here we go. And I think that it's a bummer that we've made a, oh, no, I've got to evangelize. Oh, no, I've got to tell the best news in the world. However that happens, I mean, obviously, that's creative strategic warfare from the enemy. It needs to get off of us. Because it's making us think negatively and in dread about sharing the best news on the planet and it makes us try to go get strategies and props that you do not need. If you are contagious and in love with Jesus, you can talk about him. I mean, you talk about ball players you don't even know, and you know a ton of <laughs> the team, and you're like, you never even met the team. Abraham, anyway. 
We've got to get the people of God into the contagious place again and get the streams of living water flowing up out of them. So as we go in life, we spread the seed of the kingdom and disciples are made. Listen, I believe, this is a biblical, I believe that this is why there's so little strategy in the letters of Paul and so much identity revelation. Do you see that sentence? I, I've been shocked by this because I'm a disciple guy and I got a disciple making movements. Those books are great with the stories. Then they get into how to. It gets a little funky to me. Um, and then I have a problem with my Bible. Um, Paul will not spend any time on laying out for the Ephesian believers how they're all supposed to sell it and go to Thyatira. He will not tell them how to find two and then multiply to three and get a downline going in discipleship. He doesn't do it. I mean, it's unbelievable. you got to stretch in Timothy and go, uh, the men that have men and see, teach certain other men. There's just one or two verses that fit into our discipleship, how you get it done model, which I know I'm making fun of a little bit, but I am amazed at the book of Acts and how it spread with people who did not know such things. Then I'm watching Paul write to new churches, and he doesn't seem concerned about them knowing a strategy of how to reach the world. He seems very concerned about them going deep in their identity in Jesus, and I think it's because he believes that the seed will manifest after that happens. If you get them deep in the Spirit, in Christ, deep, how will they keep that inside? They can't. And so that's why I think it's not about strategy, it's about your identity. And when you know who you are, you will begin to organically do and produce. When you know who you are, and maybe I should have wrote, sorry, I just hate it when I, I don't have time to edit my own sermon. When you know who you are and you know who he is, and it should be the other way around, then you will produce. So discipleship happens. Listen, here we go again. Same way I ended the last deal. Discipleship happens where you are. Where you are. And where you are is where the kingdom is needed. And I'm asking you, where are you? I'm asking you again. After that, where are you? Where are you sitting? Where are you living? Because that's a strategic plant. He took a seed from heaven and put you right in that deal. Y'all get hitched up. It'll be awesome. We'll get that deal done. And then they'll live somewhere. They'll live somewhere. And wherever they live, and apart, I don't know what they're going to do. They'll begin, it'll be a kingdom outpost. You don't have to. Okay, guys, could you get all your apartment building, get all those people, we're going to buy you a bus, and you bring them so they'll listen to me. And then I got 55 programs they can get in. I just, I don't have to do that. They can bring the kingdom to the apartment building. Now, that doesn't mean that supplement might not help. And it's not, a, okay, I, again, remember I said earlier, you make your point, it sounds like you're dogging everything else. I apologize for that, but I want to make my point really big. You are the gift to planet Earth. You're the visitation of God to planet Earth. You. You, you carry the Holy Spirit. You carry the kingdom. And what we've got to do is get you to produce kingdom outpost everywhere you are. And I'm offering up this. Why don't you start where you are most of the time, like your houses? Why don't you start making a kingdom outpost? You want me to start a house church? I didn't say that. I want that to be the description. That's not the upfront. That's the description of you being the people of God in your house. What I'm asking you to do is do the kingdom in your home, then let it spill out your door to next door neighbors, mess their lives up with praying in Jesus' name for them. 
look for opportunities to pick up trash in their yard and share gospel, take them some food, and just start to wreck the place for the kingdom of God. And don't, don't be, this is how fast it's got to go and how many I got to reach. That's not up to you. The hand of the Lord was with them, and that's what makes this happen. But either way, we're saying, here we are. We're forerunners for the king. He's coming to take over. And by the way, I got some great news for you. The one who's taking over has shed his blood for you and wants to make peace. And you begin to exercise that kind of covenant kingdom outpost life where you are. So, Father, bless us and teach us how to be disciples. And our other 100, 200, 300 friends, bless them. I thank you for all of our friends who are out missioning tonight, wedding tonight, baby showering. Lord, we thank you. Let them be your presence, living epistles everywhere they are. But God, I'm praying you get the kingdom up out of us and give us fresh vision. I pray you take us out. I keep hearing the word lady in waiting. We, we don't have to be a lady in waiting. We get, to, we get to come on forward and begin to be part of the wedding, be part of the, be part of the game. So, Lord, I pray your people filled with the Holy Spirit would start where, right where they are. Amen.